Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Man's podcast. We really hope that you enjoy this upcoming episode, and we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you could, on your way out, hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button, share this with your friends and family. We really appreciate it. We're just starting the conversation. We're sparking it. We don't have the solutions, but the goal is to spark the conversation. Sometimes a student is a teacher, and sometimes a teacher is a student. Have a good day. Yo, 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 what's up, man? Welcome to the Thinking Man Podcast. It's your boy, Corey. I got my co-host with me, Ken, and y'all know how we do. We talk about real-world topics, controversial issues, and listen, we don't have the answers to none of the stuff that we're talking about. We just want to get the conversation started because we want to, like, touch the minds of those who's listening and so they can get their conversations rolling after we're done with ours. So, look, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We're going to dive right in. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Sure, nothing much, man. You know me, it's a weekend... Family time, you know, putting together a master plan so I can retire early. That's my whole thing. Yeah, 10-4. Yeah, like that's the that's the move, bro. Retire early. For sure, for sure. Man, but we just running these trucks. Same old, same old, bro. Same that's old, same up. old. That's hey, but I, I see you, you're, you know, you you doing your thing, man. You uh, you just, I think you said you just signed a contract or something to that state, right? Yeah, yeah, I just signed a contract with Motiversity, you know. So that's three contracts under my belt. I got one with Motiversity. I got one with Fearless Motivation. I'm also on one also on pep talk. And then I just reached out when I didn't reach out, they reached out to me from New York. So I'm supposed to be meeting with some producers to go over some beats so I can drop some more uh, motivational speeches for them. And then somebody that trains professional athletes sent me a video the other day and they want me to do a voiceover uh, film for them. So I got some stuff working, man. Hey man, that's a blessing, bro, man. Congratulations, bro. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, you know, balls to the wall. Put no, the pedal, and I'm moving, like, you know, moving straight through. Hey, man, as long as you're moving the right way, man, that's how God works, bro. You go from nothing to, boom, you shooting in the stars, bro. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. What's, what's on your mind, bro? What are we hitting on today? Yeah, man, I want to talk about a topic that I feel like is really important, and it's the importance of establishing legal paternity. Now, there's a lot of young men or men in general who doesn't know what paternity is. They don't know how to establish legal paternity. They don't know how to get rights to their kids, and a lot of them get lost in the system. And so that's something I feel like I want to bring to the table and educate everybody that's listening, females and males, because both parties benefit from the male establishing legal paternity for their kid. And so I don't know if y'all know about legal paternity or heard of it, but paternity is basically establishing fatherhood for a child. And before we dive in, what do you know about paternity? Man, paternity, bro, to me is just, you know. The, my closest reference to paternity would be a paternity test, which is basically to determine who is the father of the child. Okay. You know what I mean? That, but that's as deep as it gets for me. You know, like, that's it. Yeah. It's, you know, it just couldn't drop for me. But I know you got a lot of information that yeah. you know, a lot of people don't even, uh, you know, haven't even processed or considered, including myself. So I'm interested to hear what you got to say on that for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I feel like this is something that we're not taught in schools. We're not taught you know, um, in higher education, we got to figure this stuff out on our own. And by the time we figure it out, it's too late. You know what I mean? And so I want to go ahead and get some foresight and some insight into it so you can protect yourself and your kids and the mother of your kids. So when we talk about paternity, first and foremost, I'm going to say there's three pathways to establish a legal paternity, right? You got court order DNA tests. You got marriage prior to the child being born. 
and you have um, marriage process shall be aboard, court order, uh, DNA test, and the acknowledgement of paternity. So those are three pathways to establish legal paternity. Most people establish that when they go into the hospital, you know what I mean? They 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 sign something called a birth certificate. Now I know in the state of Texas, it's specifically called the acknowledgement of paternity. Kind of done away with the birth certificate in the in the sense, and now it's called the AOP. And that's something that is really really important because it's the only legal binding document in the state of Texas that a minor can sign without their parental consent. So if you had a kid at 11, 12 years old, you can sign that document without your parents signing anything for you. So it's a binding document. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. And so when you break down, because there's three types of roles that fathers can play, right? A father can play. They can play a biological father. They can play the dad. They can play the legal father. The ideal of it all is for the biological father to play all three roles, right? Um, but that ain't the case all the time. Some kids have a biological father, you know what I'm saying? And then they'll go ahead and have uh, a dad, right? Sometimes a legal father is missing. You know what I mean? And so we want to figure out how can we get one person to play all three roles, if at all possible. And so when you break down the three roles that fathers can play, let's think about the legal father. That's the one that legally established paternity for that kid. The court sees them and the state sees them as the legal father of that child. Right. And then you got the biological father, of course, the one who created the, the child. And then you got the dad and the dad is the one that provides emotional support. You know, they're going to the games, they're going to ballet, you know, they're just there. Um, to help help that child grow and develop into they into who they want to become, and so we don't always see that. You know, some me personally, my biological father wasn't really in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had me. He did his thing, disappeared. He tried to come back in my life later on, but I had stepdads. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that was trying to be there for me emotionally and and, and love me the way that my dad should have. But I don't think that's ever truly possible because if you don't come from a human being. And you're theirs. I don't know if they can really love you like your biological father can. That's just my opinion. No, but I I I, I, I agree with you in most situations. I feel like there are a select few men that can love a child that did not come from them like it was their own. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's very very rare uh, because an individual has to be aware of what you're talking about. Right. They have to have dug into themselves or had a father who poured into them to understand that they're, you know, the dad role, the biological uh, father's role and the the legal father's role and how that impacts the child. It's a lot of self-work that goes into raising children. And let's be honest, bro. A lot of, it's not just a, it's just a lot of people haven't done the work on themselves to even like the, the like how you're laying it out. Nobody, I'm guaranteeing you the majority of people have not even thought about the three different roles of a father mm-hmm. or read up on it. Right. You know what I mean? So right. you got some of that, a lot of that stuff you have to know in order to be a, a great father or have seen or experienced it. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of us don't know this information until it's too late. And a lot of men are not speaking about this, right? Because nobody's educating themselves in this particular field yeah. to be able to do a podcast on it or hold a seminar or a webinar on something such as this. It's really, really important. And I think it's essential for men to learn this information so they can be better fathers their kids can be well protected and they have rights to their kids. Right. Yeah. So when you talk about the three different roles father plays, that's the three roles, right? Biological, legal, and dad. And again, fellas, if you're out there listening, if you got a biological child out there and you for some reason are not taking care of them, you know, be thankful if a dad stepped in to raise that kid. 
You know what I mean? That they're being they're able to do something that you didn't really live up to the plate to do at this point in time. Just keep it 100. Somebody else is taking on your responsibility. Somebody else is raising your kids and they're doing the best that they can. Right. With the situation. That's always money, because we oftentimes know that a lot of biological fathers don't want nobody else raising their kids, but then they don't want to raise them. Now, see, that's the crazy part. Like, well, I can never see another man raising my son, bro. No, it just doesn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have two daughters, and there's no way I can let another man raise my my kids, man. It's like I'm gonna be there. I'm not gonna make excuses. I feel like excuses are tools for the incompetent. They build bridges to nowhere, and monuments to nothingness. And those who rely on them usually amount to nothing. So I'm I'm definitely. You know, I can't let that go. Say that again. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, excuses are tools for the incompetent. They build bridges to nowhere and monuments to nothingness. And those who rely heavily on them usually amount to nothing. And so I'm just like, I cannot allow myself to make excuses and say, well, I can't be there. It was too hard. You know what I'm saying? I had to establish legal paternity for my daughter at the age of 17 years old. I didn't know what was going on. I went to the hospital. They came in with these documents. Yeah. I read through the documents. I signed the document not knowing I was signing a legal binding document known as the acknowledgement of paternity. And I established legal paternity for my daughter when I signed that form. I wasn't married at 17, nor did I take a court order DNA test. And the thing was, I knew that that baby was mine. You know what I'm saying? But I will highly encourage you, if you're not sure, and you go to the hospital and your girl is pregnant, don't sign the acknowledgement of paternity because once you do, you sign a legal binding contract that's saying that you are the father and you're going to be that father, that baby's father, whether you are or not. So it's important to look at all three pathways to establish legal paternity. Man, that's a heavy one. It's a heavy one, man. It's a heavy one. That's why you have to be really careful who you lay down with, man. You have to be really, 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 really careful who you lay down with. I tell brothers all the time, like, you know, uh, the way you, you know, pick your mate, your significant other, your fiance, wife, whatever, you know, can you see that woman? Do you want your daughter to be like, the woman that you're attracted to. Right. And if the answer to that is no, then that's not the woman you need to be with. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's real. That's, that's that's real. And so this is the thing I want to talk to y'all about, really, like that establishing paternity peace. Again, we mentioned the acknowledgement of paternity is one way. Marriage prior to a child being born is another way. And then a court order DNA test. And listen, y'all, I ain't talking about what you see on Murray. We ain't talking about the Murray show. We all know that it's, you know, fabricated. That ain't real. We're talking about a court order DNA test. And uh, most people, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say a lot of people, for real, for real, yeah. they're not married when they have kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they're going in the hospital, unmarried, unwed, and then they got to sign this paperwork. And you're established legal paternity. And there's a lot of times where fathers don't even sign it because they're not there. So you got this child left without a legal father in their life. There's no benefits for them, no social security, no retirement, no complete medical history. And that's the selfishness of guys. But I can't truly call it selfish because they don't know that when you fail to establish legal paternity, your child suffers in a major way. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And so it's important that you take that extra step. And if you're not sure, go get a court order DNA test so you can be sure. You know what I mean? And that's another way to establish legal return. And then I'm, I'm going to hit you over the head with this one. Say, for example, I'm messing with a female, right? And she's pregnant. When I came into the picture, we get married. So what? Uh, we get married. We go to the hospital. The hospital is going to automatically presume that I'm the legal father of that child. 
even though I know and she knows that I'm not. So I'm not going to sign an announcement of paternity. Not to say that I am. There's three parts on that. The biological mother has to sign. The biological father has to sign it. And then the, the husband has to sign it. So if I'm the husband and this biological father is the, is the father, right? All three of us got to sign that form saying that he's denying rights. The husband is not the father. So that I'm not legally responsible for this kid. Wow, man. That's a lot, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard brothers talk about, you know, marriage and how everything is a business. And I've, I, I, I personally agree with that. But, you know, when you have people like like yourself just breaking it down, you start to see, like, these are contracts. Yeah. These are legitimate contracts. For real. Yeah, they're contracts. They're legal binding contracts. And so if you're not certain, go ahead and establish legal paternity through a court or a DNA test. Or, you know, if you are certain, go ahead and sign as an officer. Of paternity. If you marry, you ain't got to sign nothing because they're going to automatically presume you are the father, right? And so this is what we need to understand. When you establish legal paternity for your kids, they get a complete medical history from your side, the father, and then they're going to have the mom's side because nine times out of ten, the mom is going to be there. But they need both sides. Say your son or your daughter comes down with a terminal illness, right? They run the mom's side. They look at their medical history. Don't none of that fall in line with their medical history. But if the daddy's absent, they don't have complete medical history. And so it's something that can be coming from your side that's affecting your child, but they can't really pinpoint it because they don't know the history. You know what I'm saying? Or say something happens, you pass away, you, you in the military, you pass away, right? While you over there serving the country, your child will get all those benefits because you established legal paternity. If you didn't, they get nothing. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a father, you can go pick your kid up from school. You have access to school records. You know, all these things that most dads say, well, I can't get access to this. I can't see this and I can't do that. Have you established legal paternity? And I got to say this. Just because you have a baby by somebody doesn't mean you automatically have rights to that kid. Yeah. You know, and I can't tell you. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I don't think a lot of brothers, you know, realize that. There, there's a there's an element to this that's just unknown, bro. Like that we're ignorant of. Yeah. Like just straight up, because I mean, it's never been. This is something that has never been talked about. Right. You right. know, the, it, like I said, the the furthest extent of my knowledge on paternity is just a paternity test to prove you are the father. But it goes a lot deeper than that, bro. It goes yeah. a lot, a lot deeper than that. And I would, you know, one of the things you was hitting on as far as establishing medical records when you, you know, sign that, you know, AOP, which is the acknowledgement of paternity. If I would, if a guy, I don't think a guy that's not present in his child's life is even even thinking that far ahead mm -hmm. as far as medical records, you know, or when your kid may need to have access to their medical history, right, lineage, and see what we're predisposed to and all that kind of stuff. I think an individual that leaves their child, this is my opinion, it is not a fact. This is what I'm thinking, bro. Like that person that's that's not in the child's life. It's not, does not give a damn about medical records or any of this stuff that we're talking about. You know what I mean? That's true. You have to have a certain amount of, um, you know, code or morals that you have internally to even dig into what it is that you're talking about. Right. That's true. And, and I think one of the questions we have to answer is why are there so many absent fathers and, you know, out here in the world, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you made a conscious effort, a conscious decision to have this baby, 
whether it was an accident or not, it was the act itself was conscious, right? And hmm. now you just step away because you don't want to deal with the responsibility. And now you're perpetuating the situation and the cycle of absentee fathers that's going to continue on generation to generation because you didn't feel like it that day. And most of y'all are in the position that you're in because of your feelings. And some of y'all need to get out your feelings for real. You know what I'm saying? At the, at the end of the day, you got to control and dictate how each day goes, not your feelings. If you brought a kid into the world, be responsible for your kid and take care of your kid. My dad walked out on me, so it hits hard for me because I'm like, I didn't actually be here. And so now I'm out here struggling because one half of my parentals, right, decided they didn't want to be a parent and they step off and go live their best life. But then you brought me into the world. And I'm suffering, trying to figure out what to do next, how to navigate to this place we call the earth. You know what I'm saying? And just how to grow and develop as a man. It's not fair to these kids that these fathers come in, they have them and then they disappear as if they never existed. Yeah, that sucks, bro. Like, no, I, I agree with you 100%. To be honest with you, I was just thinking when you said that, like, I honestly don't think that, well, I, I think that some brothers don't connect sex to, you know, having sex to having a child. I think they disconnect them. It's more like a pleasure, and this is just like hanging out there in the ether, if that makes any sense. They, in their mind, so like when you say making a conscious decision, they're not thinking that this act can result in a child. You, you, you know what I mean? Like right. that's part of their thought process. It's just, I got to, you know, I want to have sex. Uh, she's attractive. Ooh, I can't wait to do X, Y, and Z and all that kind of stuff. Like you were saying about your, your emotions and all of that. That's great. That's a natural occurring thing in a man as far as attraction to a woman. But you have to have some foresight into what this act could lead into. And is it, you know, you have to weigh your opportunity costs. Like, if this results in a child, is that something I'm willing to deal with? And if I'm not, if I'm not willing to deal with that, then I shouldn't entertain an act that can result in a child. And, I, and that's what I'm saying, bro. I think that a lot of people don't have foresight. You know what I mean? And it legitimately is a gift from God. And I, I hope that, uh, you know, a lot of brothers think like, think before you act. And I know that sounds really cliche. But that's a that's a jewel, bro. You literally have to think, how can this one decision that I make play itself out over the lifetime? Like you have to think forward and get out of the moment. Like what you were saying, Corey, a lot of brothers are caught into the emotions and they get lost in that. They're in a fog in their emotions. Right, and all right. they can see is how they feel. And that's not a good place to stay. You know what I mean? You have to feel your emotions and that's fine. And a lot of people will even say that, you know, men are not emotional. I disagree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. Like men are emotional. You know what I mean? It's just that the way that we express our emotions may be different than a woman. A lot of brothers are like, oh man, women are emotional. Okay. Yes. Women are emotional. Humans are emotional. Bro, you're emotional. The, only, the difference is you express your emotions through anger. You know what I mean? You, you don't have anger management. So when you call a woman, emotionally unstable because i've heard a lot of brothers do that as well then you also have to say well if you have anger management issues you are also emotionally unstable you know what i mean like you we have to look at this thing different and change our relationship with words but yeah the the stuff you hit on bro is it's really important and man i'm I'm gonna just let you rock bro because I, I i think a lot of brothers really need to hear what you're saying because they need to change their perspective on sex family 
fatherhood and all that kind of stuff and consider these things, man. It's deeper than what we see on TV and all this other stuff. Right. And I need people to understand, your right now decisions can affect your forever. You know what I mean? And like Ken, you're saying, we need to have foresight. If you don't want to sit down and take the time to be educated about things such as this, then you want to remain ignorant and you want the problems later on in your life. You know what I'm saying? It's not hard to sit down and allow somebody to educate you. Because again, what I'm giving you, you can't get this everywhere. You know what I'm saying? There ain't a lot of people that look like us that has this knowledge, that have, you know, that's privy to this knowledge. And now that we got somebody that can share it, take the time to listen and say, what can I do different? How will my life be? And what would my life be if I decided today to grasp this information, begin to implement it, and then put my best foot forward and do the right thing moving forward? I don't care about how many mistakes you made in your past or what your thought processes were at one point in your life. What can you do now to change the narrative, to break the cycles so we can start having whole families as opposed to these broken families that we've been having, especially in the African-American African -American community? Uh, how can we you know, close those gaps? And, and fix what's been broken. And so, you know, a lot of people have this negative connotation about the courts. Are the courts are just there to hurt us? The courts is all in our business. The courts is taking my money. No, the courts is, this is the sad thing about it. The courts should not have to tell you how to be there for your kid. Yeah. And that's what the court is. And guess what? The courts didn't get that power. You gave them that power by being absent. So they're like, let me step in as a liaison and, and, and tell you what we need you to do to take care of your kid. And so when the money gets involved, that's when a lot of people get in their feelings as well. Talk about child support. Child support is huge. A lot of guys do a couple things. They pay it or they say, I'm not paying it and I'm just going to get locked up. That's this is what you, you know what I'm saying? And you'll serve six months. This is what you fail to realize. The courts don't want to lock you up. They don't want to send you to jail. They'd rather have you be in your kid's life. And there's a lot of steps before they even get to that point of uh, you being incarcerated. If you're a doctor, they'll strip your license away. If you are a teacher, they can take away your teacher certification. If you're a truck driver, they can suspend your CDL. They can do all these things prior to sending you to jail. Jail is the last resort. All right. And so when you talk about child support, it's like, man, they're taking all my money. There's a couple of different instances that can happen. Right. First one, when you have a kid, your first child is automatically 20% deducted from your paycheck. 20%. I don't care how much you're making. They're going to take 20% off the top. Every additional child you have by the same woman, they're going to take an additional 5%. They can take up to 50%, but they can garnish more of your paycheck. I've seen dudes who had jobs and they quit them because they the court sent over the paperwork. The employer has to send it back saying, yeah, they work here, verify it. And they start taking money out of your check. Dudes quit. Like, oh, you go take money out of my check. I ain't, I ain't doing that. Now, in some states, if you don't pay child support, they make it a felony. Mm. Now, just imagine having a felony because you failed to pay child support. Yeah, all from a decision just to, you know, have sex, bro. Like, if you if you don't want to, uh, if you don't want to do that stuff, you don't want to take care of your child. What's the point of having sex? Ah, man, like, I remember I would say that on the other one. Like, hey, man, mm -hmm. you... Man, brothers don't, bro, you cannot, if you don't want to pay for your children, bro, you cannot afford to have sex. If you can't afford to pay nice. for a child, you cannot afford to pay for a child. You cannot afford to have sex. And a lot of brothers don't understand that. And like I was saying on the other one, bro, like it's absolutely free 
to not have sex. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It you is. know what I'm saying? Like, it's absolutely yeah. free. Like, you don't have to go, like, all, oh, man, the court this and the court. You know what, bro? You absolutely, let's say you, you're right. You sure are right. But you chose to have sex and involve yourself in something mm-hmm. like if you knew that information going in and why did you lay down? Let's say let's say you're absolutely correct and the courts are against you and all of this kind of stuff. Then why are you choosing to participate in the market like that? Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. It, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I to, let's say this happens, bro. myself and my fiance, let's say we split because I'm trying to put myself in, in different brother's shoes. I'm not going to not pay. We're not, first of all, we're not going to the court. Like she and I are going to work it out. We're going to co-parent and we're going to decide, okay, what do you need from me? You know what I mean? Because I want, I want my, I want my child to be okay. I'm not saying it's going to be easy and it's not going to be emotions involved. I don't like this or like that, but at the end of the day, it's not about me. And that's the part where it's hard to get brothers to, and, and I had, I've had to make that adjustment myself in having a child. Because you live your entire life and it's about you. And when mm-hmm. you have a child, you have to flip that switch. And it's no, it's no longer, no longer. You've had your childhood. You've had all of these things to be selfish about. It's no longer about you. It's about right. the child. Right. And I don't think a lot of brothers flip that switch. They keep that selfish single man mindset and never flip the switch that I'm a father first and then me second. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know what? I want to add to that, too, because this is what I want us all to understand. We are a man by design. We are father by choice. I'm going to say that one more time. We are a man by design, but we are fathers by choice. Nobody forced you to be a father. You chose to be one based on your actions. Now, if you want to engage in sexual activity and you don't want it to result in, to result in a child, protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because some dudes are like, man, I ain't go, I ain't go stop hitting the box. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep doing my thing. You know, I, I don't want no kids. You know, yada yada yada. Like I feel you, I feel that, and I'm not knocking you. But what I am knocking is those who know exactly what they're doing and they're deciding not to be a father. You know what I'm saying? It's not fair. And so I, I, I'm thankful for the courts. And this is what I want y'all to hear too. Some people be like, oh, I ain't paying child support because you know what I'm saying she's not that money's not going to my kid. It's going to her. This is what the courts gonna say. She's taking care of the child anyway. So if she get her hair done, her nails done, and, and all that, she can do that because the money she's spending is used to put a roof over your kid's head, put food in their stomach, you know, all those things. So she she is entitled to that money to do whatever she wants. And I know a lot of guys don't like that. Yeah, I, that's I, just the way I, it goes. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. That's, <laughs> hey, that's how the, but that's what the court said. They said she's already spending her money, yeah. providing a home, food, clothes, all that. You know what I'm saying? So the money that you send her, because half of the time, and if we keep 100, most of the dudes on child support ain't bringing nothing home but $200 every, you know, $800 to $200 every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So they really ain't giving no big money, $50. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't consider that, bro. I'm, you know, I'm in my, like, you know, I'm thinking about my perspective on this. Right. So you would probably pay some big money, you know, Ken, in your situation, you'll be probably dishing out thousands upon thousands of dollars a month. But other people, come on, you're talking about $50, $80 a month. What can she do with oh, yeah, that? That's crazy. Yeah, see, I'm not even, you're right, bro. I didn't even, I promise you, I didn't even consider that. And that's all they could do is get their nails done with $50 to $80,000. I mean, $80 a month. Yeah. No, so, I got, I got yeah, you. so I'm not talking about, because I, I handled the case where Soldier Boy's uncle was on child support. 
You know what I'm saying? And he was, I'm talking about $10,000 per dollars a month. That's a different situation, right? But these dudes that's really on child support out here, they ain't making that much money, dog. So I understand they like, if she gets her nails done or her, get her hair done, that's all she can really afford with that. The bulk of her money is going to the kid anyway. So why does it matter? Man, you know, uh, my thought process on child support, if, if we split, and I could be wrong on this, I'm constantly growing, so y'all bear with me. In this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, as far as child support is concerned, I think that you should allocate funds to, you know, the household. There, You know, considering, you know, let's say your kid doesn't live with you, still need lights, water, clothes, food, um, even the, the vehicle that your significant other drives, you want it to be safe for her and the child as she moves him or her or the children back and forth safely. It's not just how much food does he eat? Here you go. You know, it's more, it's more involved in that. And we have to look at this thing different. Um, but I'm, man, my prayer is that everybody can really receive what Corey is saying. And even if you don't agree with what we're saying, just consider it though. Just, just think about the things that we're presenting before you and whether you agree or not, put your own spin on it, man. If you know, you might agree with one aspect and not another, but we're here to provide information and we're still learning and growing through this as well. And we're just trying to get as much information out to the people as possible because we are a community, not just a black community. We are the human race and we all have to do better and look at things differently and move in kind. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, you don't have to agree with everything we're saying, but like we said, we're going to get the conversation started. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're educating. This is called psychoeducation, right? We're putting it into your into your cortex. We want you to really understand how this stuff works so that way you don't make excuses or say, I didn't know, because we're going to educate you on what we know. This podcast is not here just for us to be chatty patties, right? We're really giving some real insight onto some of the things that we've experienced in our own life, things we've heard, things we sat down and studied on our own. You know, child support is not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? It depends on your perspective and how you see it. If you do what you're supposed to do, take care of your kids, you ain't got to worry about the system. But they're there when you're not doing it. And I'm going to say this, if you are on child support, which child support is not a bad thing, be sure not to just give cash. Because if you give cash, she can go back and say, oh, they didn't pay child support this month. You're like, no, I just gave you 400 Yeah, They don't say that. That's a gift. No, legit. Some women do weaponize it. Someone weaponize the course, bro. So absolutely, I, that's true. Please, that's true. Please do that. Please do that. Yeah. Sure. Be sure if you're gonna give money or anything of you know monetary value, go through the court system so they can track it and document it because it's all about the data. It's all about what the court's seeing you do. They don't see you give her four hundred dollars on the weekend. She knows it, but she'll say she didn't get it if she want to be malicious and and be spiteful. Then they'll say she you didn't pay. Now they coming after you. You're like, no, I gave four hundred. Keep records for yourself. Because I'm, t- I'm, I'm sorry, there's a lot of single mothers out here because some of them rather have a, they want to prove a point and not really let things be how they are, how they are. You know what I'm saying? And so they're gonna be bitter and they're gonna be upset. And it has nothing to do with you or being a deadbeat father. They pissed off at you. They don't rock with you. So now they're gonna make your life living hell. Yeah, and you gotta protect yourself. You have to, and it, and it's difficult, bro. It's easier said than done as it relates to the emotional aspect of this because there's some anguish associated with you know separating from your child that men experience just being honest like i mean you're separating from your child you're not choosing the men that are around your children as well now it's up to your significant other the woman of your uh, i mean excuse me your your babies or your child's mother um 
to decide the men that come around your child. That's a totally different, you know, like you're completely out of control of your child's environment. And that's why I'm saying it's so important. Like, think before you act. Think about the woman you laying down with. Pay attention to the way that that woman speaks when certain things are happening. Like when y'all have conversations about, you know, situations like this that may occur in other relationships, sit back and see what her perspective is on it. Because people will show you who they are. You just got to believe them. You know, be very strategic in the way that you, you know, choose the women that you lay down with. And I will say, and this is a mistake that I made as well, but, you know, we're working backwards. Man, I really believe that you should be married before you have children. You know what I mean? Like, you you really should. And myself, look, I, I didn't do it. I have a two-year-old. We're not married yet. We're engaged. But any advice that I would give young people, bro, and even, you know, anybody, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea to be married and contract with each other and actually commit to one another so that you guys, you know, those vows, those are the things that are going to hold you together because happiness is fleeting. You know what I mean? And you have to set things in place to bind both of you when you're unhappy. From my experience, what I've seen, even when you're not happy with each other, y'all have a commitment and a covenant with God that binds you to each other. And that will keep your relationship timeless. So I want you guys to have a good day. Corey, man, I appreciate you, bro, imparting this knowledge and this wisdom. This is a perspective that I, you know, I did not even sincerely consider the depth of paternity and establishing it. So I appreciate you, bro, for doing that. Absolutely. Now, I just want to, you know, again, just educate everybody that's out here. If you're losing, that means I'm losing, especially if I have the knowledge and I refuse to share it, right? Like, I'm not doing you any service. I'm doing a disservice to hold on to this pertinent information and never share it with you know, my brothers or the community in which I call myself being a part of and want to get back to. So this is nothing that's too easy for me to do this. You know what I mean? I love being able to study this information and give it back to those who really want it, want it. And they, they looking for it, but they can't find it. It's right here in front of your face. And somebody that looks like you, you know what I'm saying? Which is really dope. So mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate the conversation, man. I appreciate the questions you have. And, you know, I just want to continue to pour into these people you know, they can disseminate this information. And I really want this to permeate throughout their entire being. You know what I'm saying? So they could know, like, I can do this. It's not too late. It's not about where you start. It's where you're going. Yeah, most definitely. Hey, the Thinking Man's podcast. You guys have a good day. We love you. Peace. Hello, everyone. My name is Ken. I am the co-creator of the Thinking Man's podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the last episode. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, Hopefully we sparked the conversation between you and your loved ones, your family and friends. And we really appreciate it if you could share the content. You know, when we started this thing, the whole goal of it was to just start the conversation. We don't have the solutions, but we definitely want to spark conversations. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a good day.